Good morning and welcome to the Market Wrap for week ending 8th of October 2021. Uh, Stuart Williamson here, APW at the helm. So this week we're going to be covering uh, some reports from Hamptons, from the ONS and from Nottingham Building Society. Basically from Hamptons they're signalling potentially the end of the 18 year cycle as they see it. As far as house prices in the UK are concerned. Basically, they say house prices are predicted to grow 6% over the next two years as the 18-year housing cycle ends. Uh, they believe that house prices will slow the, towards the end of this year in 2021 before picking up again in 2022 and 2023 as the economy recovers, returning the housing market to its long-term growth cycle. What lies behind their forecast? Price growth in the months before the COVID-19 crisis was lower than normal, making a sharp correction less likely. The housing market also recovered from lockdown more quickly than expected due to movers putting more importance on their home and also due to the fact that higher income workers, many of whom are homeowners, are less likely to have lost their job. And finally, the stamp duty as well. Uh, there are many signs of people taking on more risks, so, afford so loan to values are staying very similar. Affordability is going to be the major problem in some regions, but a combination of strong wage growth and weak inflation will create capacity for house prices to rise 2.5% in, in 2022 and 3.5% in 2023, so 6% over the next two years. Why is it occurring? Second wave of lockdown induced demand, end of the markets, end of the housing cycle, which began in 2008, so that's 16 years. Um, the report also points out the Office of National Statistics data for evidence of slowing house prices this year. It showed that house prices across the country rose by 8% to July, down from 13.2% in June, which means by December, the average house in the UK would be £258,000. It goes on to say the desire for more space and flexibility for workers who split their time between home and the office is going to continue in 2022. Equity-rich homeowners have dominated the public market since the start of the pandemic, and we believe there'd be a second wave of post-lockdown uh, activity because there's been a lot of people who are frustrated and who haven't been able to move in 2021 because of affordability pressures, job uncertainty, and they couldn't find suitable properties because there was a huge shortage yet. Talk about that, I was listening to Smooth FM, and I'm very sad, I know, earlier on, and even the, 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 the radio announcer was saying he was trying to move house and couldn't find a place, and some people were texting in, saying they were frustrated by going from house to house, looking for places only to not get them quickly enough. So, in addition, first-time buyers should increase next year as rates on higher loan-to-value mortgage deals becomes cheaper, which it is at the moment, and they expect a forecast transactions of 1.2 million in 2022. A growing economy and low interest rates will see completions hit 1.3 million in 23 to 24. Okay, Anisha Beveridge, who's head of uh, research at Hampton, says the housing market has confounded expectations and forecasts. Back in the autumn of uh, 2020, such were the economic challenges being faced that we could not have envisaged an extraordinary demand for relocation we have seen in 2021. People now place a higher value on their homes, having spent much more time in them than ever before, and that's the truth. And it's also the truth in the expatriate world. People are re-evaluating whether they want to be expatriates anymore or whether they want to actually spend time back at home with their families. Flexible and remote working looks set to continue, which again encourages households to move. 
Um, so we'd like to see, we, are, we have seen more houses sold in 2021 than any year in 2007. That's why we also think it'll continue further on from that. In addition, the, the pandemic has accelerated the closing of the house price gap between London and the rest of the country. Even so, we'll still expect London to under, underform the rest of the country until 2024, when that cycle will end and a new one will begin. So 18 year cycle is um, an interesting, you know, an interesting concept. And if Hamptons, who are now, who own Countrywide, one of the biggest estate agencies in the UK, believe it, then there must be some truth to it. Uh, on other topics, yesterday I had a client say to me, can rents go up in the UK over time? I do tenants expect that. Uh, so I thought a section on, on rental income might be quite useful because uh, we are trying, we are all thinking of buying buy to let. And so it's quite important to, to have that in there. Um, basically the ONS has released, uh, Office of National Statistics has deleted data, released data saying that London is now unaffordable to mid and low income renters. Tenants of private lent homes in London are typically spending 40% of their income on rent compared to the rest of the UK, which is 23%. So would you want to buy in London then if people can't really afford it? You, you, you can buy in London for sure, but the point is you have to buy at just the right price, price point that would make it allowable for people to pay the rent. Okay, this research was done from 2012-2020 and on average they deemed that a property is affordable if a, a household has spent less than 30% of their income on rent. So that's an important thing when choosing where to buy. We found that in London, only households with the highest income quartile will be able to afford rental property because they're spending far more than 30%. However, other findings were the East Midlands and the Northwest were most affordable rental regions. There were, in fact, the only regions where rent prices meet the definition of affordability were those as designated by the ONS. In 2020, medium income households expected to tend spend between 22 and 23% of their earnings in on rent in East Midlands, Yorkshire and Humber and Northwest. So hence, that's a good place to buy because it's quite cheap for people to rent there. So you get more people being tenants. In fact, Manchester, I think is 33% of all people living in Manchester live in rental accommodation. Uh, Hargreaves Lansdowne quoted as saying, in 2020, on average, we sent just under a quarter of our income on rent. However, the averages only tell a small part of the story. During the pandemic, a rise in average wages was a result of actually more people on lower incomes losing their jobs. So the rising average wasn't actually a sign that we're getting richer. It was a sign that people with lower incomes were losing their jobs and they couldn't afford to rent anymore, which is a pretty poor situation. So the, the point is that rents go up over time. Over the last 10 years, they've gone up by 3% per annum. So therefore, as a, as a manager of a property, you, you are quite at um, your own volition to increase rents. And that's what we do because you have to go in line with inflation. There are other things you can do. You, you know, you can um, paint the houses, make them a lot more user-friendly, do extra work on them to make people stay. And it's worthwhile if you're going to be putting up the rent to actually give you more value for money. Finally, at present, 70% of our clients are buying through SPVs, single purpose vehicles. So a quick note on Nottingham Building Society, they've just cut their rates on buy-to-let mortgages for four companies. So now a 75% loan-to-value five-year fix is now down from 3.4% to 3.1% for a £999 fee. 
at 65% is from 3.4%, down to 3.25. And have increased their uh, lending from 500,000 to 750. In addition, for the number of bedrooms allowed has been raised from four to five, and the minimum number of years of experience for portfolio landlords has been decreased from 36 months to 24. And that sort of echoes what's going on uh, with the Hamptons report. As mortgages become more available to lower earners, we'll get more first-time buyers buying. As mortgages become better for companies, we'll get more people buying through companies. So overall, what have we got? Hamptons are saying we've got a good market ahead of us for the next two and a half, three years. After that, the cycle means that it'll be flat for a while, but it won't be going down. And I had a client say to me last week, actually, what if there's a market crash? Well, it doesn't really matter if there's a market crash, as long as you're buying for the longer term, because rents will go back, will continue to rise. And when you get a market crash, all the tenants don't leave. You might have some who have to leave because they lose their jobs. But overall, tenants stay in place. So the mortgage will still be paid off and over time you will still make a good amount of money on capital appreciation. So that's Hamptons, 18 years, rentals going up in the UK on a regular basis and then companies buy through them, the rates aren't so bad and the tax efficiency is very good. That's it for this week, thank you very much.